0: Jesus, children, and the Kingdom of God.
1: Grab your Bible and let's talk. Welcome to the Bible, Glitter and Glue podcast, where Bible study and thought-provoking conversation lead to creative teaching. Now, here are your hosts, David and Mary Nelson. Welcome to Bible, Glitter and Glue, where David and I will open up the Scriptures And look at another event from the life of Jesus. David, today's adventure is probably one that's really close to my heart. We're going to be looking at Jesus interacting with parents and children. And I spend a lot of my time thinking about children, thinking about their development and their faith journey. So when Jesus talks about children, I'm really open to hearing today.
0: And our story today is only a few verses found in Mark chapter 10, 13 through 16.
1: Some people brought their small children to Jesus so he could touch them, but his followers told the people to stop bringing their children to him. When Jesus saw this, he was displeased. He said to them,
0: let the little children come to me. Don't stop them. The kingdom of God belongs to people who are like these little children. I tell you the truth. You must accept the kingdom of God as a little child accepts things, or you will never enter it.
1: Then Jesus took the children in his arms. He put his hands on them and blessed them.
0: Although only a few verses, this story is very personal, it's very touching with Jesus interacting with the children. Most of us love children. They bring joy to our life. But at the same time, children are often treated as second-class citizens, not as important. Their worth is only viewed as through the adults in their lives. There used to be a saying a long time ago, children should be neither seen nor heard. And that kind of attitude existed back in the first-century Greco-Roman world. Children were at the bottom They were often just left out. Their worth was not valued like an adult would have been.
1: So when Jesus and his disciples are traveling together and teaching and preaching, and it's like they've stopped here. And during that time, these parents are bringing their children. And I would note even then, I mean, parents did care about their children. They wanted to bring them to the teacher to be blessed. But I can imagine Jesus' followers were protective of him and thought, this is not the time. The children can wait. We That's not that important. So let him rest so he can do the important teaching to the adults.
0: They had important places to go. I mean, they're going to Jerusalem, they're almost there actually, and this was a distraction to the disciples. Now, this is one of the few times in the Gospels where we're told the emotion of Jesus. The disciples rebuke or they speak sternly to the parents saying, stop it, stop it, get away, get away. And that makes Jesus very angry. The translations we have when we read says when Jesus saw this as verse 14, he was displeased, but that's a very strong emotional word. He was indignant. He was angry.
1: Actually, other versions uh, use those kind of phrases. I was reading the message. I thought that was an interesting version. It says the disciples shooed them off, and then it says Jesus was irate. Don't ever get between me and them.
0: (laughs) So the disciples did not have time for children, but Jesus had time for children. And like many other things that Jesus did and Jesus said— very radical, very unexpected. Jesus elevates children, and he even says a little bit later that this is what the kingdom of God is like. You need to accept the kingdom of God like a child accepts things.
1: This should not have surprised them, really, because it was not long before. In Mark chapter 9, Jesus had brought a a small child and had him stand in the middle of all the disciples, and he said that This child, he took him in his arms, actually, and said, if anyone accepts children like these in my name, then he is also accepting me. And if he accepts me, then he is also accepting the one who sent me. A child had already been brought into a conversation talking about the importance in accepting children because of their worth. And the way we accept children actually reflects the way we accept Jesus, the way we accept God.
0: That's a good point.
1: When the disciples stop the parents from bringing these children, this does upset Jesus because, hey, I just said, accept the children. I'm going to accept the children
0: here is another example of where the disciples just didn't get it. They may mean well, but they still don't understand the nature of the kingdom. Jesus, as he does so often, he turns everything upside down. The disciples probably were not expecting Jesus to rebuke them. But Jesus says children are models of discipleship. To enter the kingdom of God, you have to except things like little children. Jesus puts them as a model for how to enter the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God is for those who are at the bottom. It's not just for those who, quote, think that they're important. It's not for the high and mighty. It's for all, from the greatest to the least. In fact, the least is the model for how the greatest ought to be.
1: You know, the language, David, in Luke chapter 18, 15 through 17, where the same event is recorded by Luke, it's even stronger. He, he says in verse 17, I tell you the truth, you must accept God's kingdom like a little child, or you will never enter it. That's strong. That
0: is very strong.
1: It's not saying put the children away. If those children are not seen or heard, how are we going to know how to enter the kingdom?
0: And if we want to know how to enter the kingdom, we need, we need to be paying attention to children. <laughs> you know, we're to learn from them. We need to be paying attention to them. Jesus says a lot about you know, those whom we may dismiss or think as not important or or not as important as us. Jesus turns all those things over upside down. He says Things like, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. The poor in spirit? Yeah. And he says another time, in fact, I think the last chapter, he says, the greatest among you is one who serves. That's just different than the way we think. And he said several times, the first will be last and the last first. His teaching about children illustrates those facts. In fact, the next story after this is the story of what we call the rich young ruler where someone comes to Jesus, he's a wealthy man, he says, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And this conversation, Jesus finally says, you need to sell everything that you have. He said, you need to get rid of everything that made you you and give to the poor and follow me. And he could not do that. And that's a direct contrast to these children. If Jesus told the children, give everything you have to others and follow me, a child would do that. They would gladly do that. They're willing to give to others. They're not pretentious. They don't think of themselves more highly than they ought to think. There's a lot we can learn from children.
1: There really is. And this verse doesn't say, be little children. It's not saying, be childish or give up what you've learned or act immature. It's not that. It's the way children accept the kingdom. That's the part we need to model. And you don't really know that until you're around children. You almost have to be around them to understand how they do really accept things. And I will have to say that, sadly, that also makes children very vulnerable. They accept what we say in a Bible class, but they are vulnerable to accepting untruths that people say, non-truths. They are vulnerable to people that want to harm them. That is a whole other subject that just breaks my heart, how people take advantage of children. And we need to even more protect children and do our part to make sure they're not in those vulnerable positions. And to be like Jesus would be and get in there and protect them. I want to talk about one aspect of this that until I read the book by George Barna called Transforming Children into Spiritual Champions, Why Children Should Be Your Church's Number One Priority. You can still get that book on Amazon. In that book, he talks about investing in children and how important and actually vital they are to the church. They're important as a child. You know, they're not important because of what they will be one day. But even where they are right now, they deserve our attention and investment. Sometimes we will say, and I've heard this said, let's have a vacation Bible school or a holiday Bible school because we'll get the children in. But then that will bring all the parents in. The parents will see that we care for their children and they'll come. Well, in one way, that's good, but... What we almost are saying is let's use those children as bait. If we just kind of make things fun for them, then the really important fish will come. Their parents will come. And so we fuse children in our own way. So I would just encourage anyone to value children right where they are. Jesus accepts them right where they are at their development stage and everything. He accepts them. He accepts people, despite their age, despite their development, despite their uh, status in life, Jesus accepts, and he wants us to accept him. There's my sermon for you, David. (laughs) I feel so passionate about this. I think when I see Jesus becoming angry when he sees children turned away, that's something I do feel like Jesus in. It makes me angry. I never want to see a child turned away or mistreated.
0: Jesus does say, let the children come to me, don't stop them. That's a command. (laughs) Maybe reading between the lines, it's not just don't stop them, but we need to be encouraging children to go to Jesus. We need to be serving children in that way, valuing children and doing what we can to show them Jesus, to bring them to Jesus. So it's not just don't stop them. On the other side of that coin, we should encourage children and the least likely person whoever don't stop anybody from coming to jesus
1: if we were there that day if we were the disciples we may feel put in our place a bit i think because jesus said these things to us but i wonder how the children were feeling they had no say in all of this but i love how this passage of scripture ends jesus took the children in his arms He put his hands on them and blessed them. Jesus was loving towards those children. This ends with the children connecting with Jesus. And I love that.
0: Jesus genuinely cares for children. And Jesus sees them as models for those who long to be in the kingdom. And that's how we need to be as well towards children. We need to care for children. And Mary, I think it's an important point you made. I know we've talked about it before, and you've helped me see clearly that children are not a means to an end. They are valuable as children. And there's a lot that we can learn from children. There's a lot of things that children can teach us about the kingdom of God and how we ought to accept it. And so we need to be paying attention to children.
1: I want to encourage those who are teaching children. Personally, I think that's one of life's greatest blessings, Being able to be with children and see their honesty, their genuine approach, and see how they do accept God so greatly, so easily, they accept God and embrace Jesus and and His truth. When I'm teaching children, it's funny, adults automatically make this connection, how we treat children. But when you're teaching children, what connection can they make to this story I think that's worth talking about. Obviously can't say be like us so you'll get into the kingdom. (laughs) A child can't say that, can they? But when a child reads a scripture and hears the story, they can know that Jesus loves them. They can know that Jesus accepts them. And in reading this, when they say that Jesus accepts children, every child who can hear those words is old enough to recognize the fact that there are children younger than them. You have a three-year-old child. That child knows they're not a baby. In fact, they're very offended if you think they're a baby. Any age child recognizes that there are ones that are younger, children that are younger that can't do everything they can do. They maybe can't run as fast. They might run out into the street and be in dangerous situations. So even children can appreciate accepting younger children and helping them follow Jesus. In class, we talk about the glitter and glue. I I just think with young children, you can actually bring out dolls and have them take care of the dolls and be gentle, and they can tell them Jesus loves you and speak. Speak to those children and sing them songs. It's dolls, it's play, but the children learn by play. If you are in a position where you have someone that has a baby or a small child, you can bring them into the class, and the children can ask them, the parents how they take care of the baby. Another thing, if you wanted to do maybe a service activity, older children, they could create a story for children or even read a book, a Bible story book to younger children. That's something they can do to help those children come to Jesus. They could do a service activity. They could make little packets, little coloring pages and crayons, and package them up to take to the hospital, to the children's ward. There's ways that they can think outside themselves to care about children, and I think that's really important, because even children need to be able to know how to act on what they've just learned from the Bible. Thank you. David, I can think of, actually, I can think of a lot more activities to do. But what about in the adult class? What would you do in an adult class?
0: In an adult class, here's something you can do together. It's just rate right how your congregation, how your church does in bringing children to Jesus. And that's something that I want to challenge you to think about. On a scale of 1 to 10, you rate with 10, if Jesus was there, he would say, great job. This is just wonderful. Or 1, he would be indignant with you. So how does your congregation rate in bringing children to Jesus? What do you do to encourage children to come to Jesus? And then as a church, but maybe you should think about that personally. What do you do? Do you interact with children? I can think of a couple of things First of all, when I was a child, and I went to church as a child, my parents were Christians, and that was a great blessing to me. I know not everyone has that blessing, and I'm grateful for that. There was no one in the congregation designated to pay attention to the the young men in the congregation, but there were men in that congregation that I grew up in that paid attention to me, and they had an influence over my life. They spoke into my life. They were involved in my life doing things, and that actually helped shape my life toward Jesus. They were bringing me to Jesus. Spend time in children's life. You know, maybe choose a child in the congregation and just speak into their life. Say encouraging words. Be a good example. Children are watching you anyway.
1: And it's not even a big thing. Like, it's just asking a child, hey, what's happening at school? What happened at school this week? Or just saying, do you have a favorite Bible verse? And, you know, there are a lot of conversations you can have with a child.
0: And when you do that, you can actually get down on your knees to have a conversation with the child. Instead of having the child look up at you, it might intimidate the child. Get down on your knees and look at the child face to face, eye level. That's a little thing, but that can go a long way in encouraging a child.
1: There are so many memories of childhood and the people that helped us come to Jesus. But I will just say, David, that not all of us have had a wonderful childhood where everyone was interested in our faith development or even our health. I just want to just have a shout out to all of you who have survived, who have not had an easy time of it in life. The adults let you down and you didn't have those opportunities to find God in your childhood. And in fact, we're suffering maybe a lot of hurts. And God loves you. And Jesus knows you. And he knew you then. And Jesus accepts you. At whatever age we come to God, that's the right age. That is the beginning. And it's a new beginning, a new life. And in fact, we're all God's children and he does love us. These few verses in the book of Mark are impactful verses, and I never actually outlined them. It's a very simple outline, but you could say the first point is parents bringing children to Jesus. The second point, the followers stopping the parents. The third point is Jesus explaining the importance of children in the kingdom. And the fourth point, blessings. Those few verses are impactful, and they bring me right to the heart of Jesus and how he loves children and how he loves the vulnerable. And I know it makes me want to go and teach children. I hope this will lead you to loving children and teaching the children in your life.
0: And may God bless you as you speak into the lives of adults and children.
1: Thank you for listening to the Bible Glitter and Glue podcast. Subscribe now to listen to new weekly episodes and visit missionbibleclass.org for more free resources to help you share God's Word with children.